This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live back at her home at the D here. Bar Canada at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Are, are, are statute of limitations on that? I Christmas? was just thinking the same thing. I was just going to ask Am you. Am I allowed to still ask. say that? Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas when to do- everyone out there, yeah. and this will likely be the last time we ever say it. All right. Happy New Year begins tomorrow? No, that's way too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 27th tomorrow. I'm gonna way say, too early? I'm a, I, I think I'm a... Well, you could still always use the best, the best happy, happy holidays, holidays right? Because oh. that that applies to to everybody based on religion, whatever, and throws in New Year's. Knows that better than a tribesman, it, right? So we are That's in the right. key happy holidays days. All but right. if you could say you could say Merry Christmas today. I'm going to allow a Happy New Year on Friday. All right. I didn't mean to spend two hours on it, but I was just going to give a clarification. Thank you. Hey, you wanted an answer. Give me an answer. You did. Very thorough, <laughs> I must admit. Uh, on the show today, happy holidays to all. Hope your Christmas was great. Hope you got everything you wanted. I've never seen the casinos this crowded in my life. Uh, so there's that. Um, and what a day of football, which we'll get into momentarily on the show today. Among other guests, Pete Futak on the college football bowl season. We've got three bowl games today. We'll talk to Pete, get his thoughts on that. Kelly and I will talk power rankings. We'll talk yes-no playoffs in the National Football League. Drew Dinsick will join us momentarily to talk NFL Week 17 and what we just saw here this past weekend, um, which is where we begin, sir, which is where we begin. And we will begin with the last game yesterday, of course, what some people believe is a preview of the Super Bowl, and I'm not so sure after that game you don't think it's a preview of the Super Bowl. The Ravens go into Santa Clara and beat the Niners 33-19. to They do so as six-and-a-half-point dogs, plus 250 money line shot on the Ravens, who, um, bravo to the Baltimore Ravens, who looked great. Um, they, a great game plan from John Harbaugh, dinking uh, on offense, 
getting Zay Flowers involved with the absence of Keaton Mitchell. Zay Flowers becomes your big playmaker, and they really stepped that up. He was great. Um, but just an all-around great performance by the Ravens. And, yes, Brock Purdy, MVP tickets. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. From a minus 250 favorite before this game, four interceptions later. And, by the way, listen, it doesn't matter in the wash if – Two of them were batted in the air, and one of them was when he was hit. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fixate on those details. Yeah, yeah. It's four picks, and he goes from that to at DraftKings a twelve to one shot now behind Tua and Christian McCaffrey to win MVP. Now let's not get crazy with that, right? Again, this is an awards market. Is he re- in someone's brain? If someone already had him as a minus two fifty favorite, do they go to a twelve to one shot now? Uh, no, I would say that that's probably off kilter, but. The truth is, still, though, regardless of what number you'd put him at, Lamar Jackson becomes your guy now. Minus 160 after that performance yesterday from Lamar in victory, who would who is vying for his second MVP uh, of his career. Uh, and he was spectacular yesterday. And he still makes plays that no one else in the NFL can make. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Um, we'll talk about that as the show goes on. But as far as the football is concerned, I've had San Francisco Power ranked one. I had the Ravens power rank two the whole time through. It was a big difference between the two teams. It ain't that big anymore. But I will say this, as bad as the Brock Purdy MVP thing went yesterday, my biggest takeaway from this is, and you're always thinking ahead with bets, does this set up beautifully for a San Francisco handicap should these two teams meet in the Super Bowl? And that was what I kept getting to yesterday because I think the answer is yes. Because games take on uh, identities, you know, individual games take on their own character. And yesterday, once the pick started, and again, it was an early pick that uh, Hamilton intended for Debo in the end zone was picked by uh, Kyle Hamilton. That actually led to a San Francisco safety of uh, Lamar Jackson and a two-point lead at the beginning. The others were pass tipped up by Brandon Stevens, picked by Marlon Humphrey. That led to a uh, 11-play, 53-yard drive for the uh, Ravens that ended with Gus in from two on fourth and goal. Uh, Purdy was then had another pass batted in the air. He probably shouldn't have thrown it into coverage. Picked by Kyle Hamilton. Uh, that led to a field goal, and then later um, hit as he throws, picked by Patrick Queen, and that led to a Lamar to Zay touchdown to put it 30-13 to at that point in the game. So the, the last three led to Ravens scores. Um, but I feel like a game like that sort of, again, it happens the way it happens. I don't think you're likely to get that same thing. Some people might argue differently. Some people might say, no, I actually think John Harbaugh completely outcoached Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, pardon me, and we're likely to see that again regardless of the individual circumstances of that game. But I think for me as a guy who thinks the Niners still are the better football team in the end, despite the outcome of that one game, that it could, projecting forward, create a good Super Bowl betting opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah, I guess I wasn't really thinking that far ahead yet, but this is, um, I mean, look, it, it was a very, very, like you said, a very, very impressive game by Baltimore Ravens. Um, we talk about it often. Uh, it's it, there, there was four, you know, four interceptions, right? And two of them were a little wacky. Like you said, with MVP, no, there's still going to be, it, it doesn't matter there. Yeah. But when you're actually trying to overall evaluate these teams, 
yes, there's a couple of tipped passes that went Baltimore's way, um, and, and that's a thing. But, you know, the Niners were outplayed. They were outplayed. They were outcoached. Um, so with the interceptions, if they didn't have curb, would it have mattered anyways? I don't really know. Uh, you know, we can't really say that. I, I really hope these two teams rematch, though, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> really, I do. I and, do. And, and by the way, I love the Ravens. Um, I have known one of their practice squad members since he came out of the womb. I love this football team. They uh, and, and John Harbaugh, just a reminder of how well coached yep. the Ravens are. And so it lived up to the hype, I think, despite the fact that it went the way that it did in terms of, uh, you know, the bevy of picks. It was a great football game, or certainly entertaining football game to watch. By the way, I thought the uh, for those who had in games on San Francisco plus, you know, anywhere between like seven and a half to ten, mm-hmm. and the Niners getting it to first and <laughs> first and goal at the two, and then they got it to the one, and then Sam Darnold, just when you think he's pretty good at football again, takes the sack. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> God, that was just luck box for the folks who uh, had the other side of that on in game. Um, the one I can't stop thinking about when it comes to MVP, though, is, oh, boy, do, I'm wondering if this gets messy this year with the one through five. Well, this is what I've been saying all the time, yeah. right? This is this is when we had Aaron Schatz on. This is what we've tried to focus on, the fact that, and, and we juxtapose it against comeback player of the year, which has a one, two, three. And maybe the most interesting thing Schatz said a couple weeks ago, Aaron Schatz from creator of Football Outsiders, the creator of DVOA, now at FTN, one of 50 voters for all these awards is that, you know, with comeback player of the year, one, two, three, tomorrow Hamlin might be your number one, but if he's not, he's not on your ballot. Right. Which I think is a great point. Right. So you don't, that's why I was saying yesterday, Tamar Hamlin might be minus 475 and Joe Flacco might be 4 to 1, but in real life, in reality, we have no idea what it is. R- we have no idea. On that. We have no idea. But with MVP, because it's one, two, three, four, five. And it is splintered, and it's still splintered. It's sti- Oh, it's extremely right. splintered. How many first-place votes would Lamar actually get right now? How many seconds would he get? How many first would Brock get? How many seconds would Brock get? And then there's McCaffrey and Tua and all the um, others so, in the mix. So can I tell you what's what's floating around in my mind? And I haven't, I haven't thought about betting this guy seriously once before today. And it's a point system, by the way. Right, it's yeah. a point system. But because of that... I'm consider I'm considering making a bet on Christian McCaffrey, and I know this is where it's four to one. We're talking about that. We're talking about I'm talking about a non-quarterback right. winning the MVP. But I think there is going to be because it is so. I think it is so jumbled right now. Of who actually could be number one MVP, Gil? Oh, wait a minute. That there's going to be a lot of people. Uh huh. There's going to be a lot of people that put Christian McCaffrey number two with a quarterback one, and after yesterday. With Brock Purdy falling, yeah. I think there's going to be more people willing to put a McCaffrey one, and all I think all I'm going to need is a few of those guys. You ready for your head to explode? Yeah. If that's the case, and I'm not saying you're wrong, because that's as that's as plausible a scenario as any, right? McCaffrey gets the well. I can't vote him for MVP because I only want to vote quarterback. So here, he's number two. Right. If that's the case, the same people who are voting him number two at MVP will vote him number one for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Pro- yes, you're did, right. Did you just bring up a scenario where he could win both? Is that what so. just yes, happened? I think so. Yes, I think so. And, and it make it sound kind of plausible? Yeah, because you you were absolutely right. I didn't even think about that part, but if, and whoever's putting him second is putting him number one for Offensive Player of the Year. Good God. 
I mean, again, I'm just handicapping what I think voters this, might this do. This is the this is what could happen when you don't. Because remember, before I think it was last year was the first year that we did this. Before last year, it was just one dude got one vote, which again is why you always heard that stat from people where they're like, "Hey, Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote." Well, yeah, <laughs> right. if they had done one, two, three, four, five all those years, he would have gotten MVP votes. But because it was one vote for one guy. He never did get that one vote from anybody. Now it's this quirky system where you don't have to get the most first place votes to win it. Now, all I'm going to bring up is that there's, there's, we've seen it in the NBA, the yes. WNBA awards the, this past year, and we're go this, we're in the same kind of system now for MVP. And I'm, man, I'm, you, I'm you, wondering. you agree with me though that that Purdy shouldn't be 12 to one, right? Like there's. If, oh, yeah, by the, the flip way, on that, silly. If, if that's the case, by the way, just want to play the other side of this. If that's the case that this is a market where, honestly, based on one game's performance, you go from minus 250 to 12 to 1, then we're all mashugana for even talking about this. Because then it's just, the whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing might be ridiculous to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think it's yeah. tight. We're running out of runway in the season. I, there's going to be a bigger odd shift than there would be earlier in the season, right? But, yes, from minus 250 to 12 to 1 is good is on big Good league. on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are on the cusp of a number one seed in the AFC. We'll go through all the playoff scenarios a little later on. The Niners still in control of the number one seed in the NFC. It should be noted. Again, remember, only one team, the number one seed, gets a bye. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Let's take a break. Talk about Zid Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zid Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Barcanada, the barrage here at the D, day after Christmas. By the way, happy Kwanzaa to all who celebrate. Kwanzaa begins today. Um, I did want to mention one thing. I forgot at the top, I buried the headline. Still to come on this show, in addition to the guest I mentioned, Greg Jones, one of the four remaining Circa Survivor uh, entrants, those that control the final four entries, he will join us. Uh, will there be a chop? Will there not be a chop? How did he feel when he watched Denver go by the wayside this past Sunday night? Um, looking forward to that. He, of course, for those who don't know, have you had him on before? Yes, we have. He's the gentleman who made the mistake on Thanksgiving, thought he was uh, taking the Lions, and in fact learned later that he made an error and he took the Packers, and he is still alive now in the Final Four. Yeah, it was awesome to, Awesome talking to him that first time. Looking forward to that as well. Everybody had the Eagles yesterday of the, of the Final Four, by the way, so the Christmas quirk is... In the rear view. We bring back Drew Densick, who's always kind enough to join us for a couple segments on Tuesdays here on the show. And by the way, I totally appreciate that, Drew. I don't want to ever uh, take that for granted that you are uh, so generous with your time and your insights. You said something off air that was pretty interesting from a macro level. Care to share? Oh, we lost Drew. Can we get Drew on, on here? Hold on one second, Drew. We need to get your mic back on. Did you mute yourself by any chance? Oh. I don't think so. There I you go. You're not, not intentionally. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was <laughs> Sorry, us. Guys. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, this is going to sound like Philly, uh, Philly hate dumping on Philly in general, but uh, I, I get a whiff of the way that sort of the, you know, the fact that the NFC teams are all kind of fatally flawed right now. Uh, Philly probably finds their way into the Super Bowl again, that they got the experience and uh, the coaching advantage. The tush push, I think, is a defining play that might actually kind of tip, tilt the NFC in their favor. And uh, yeah, that, you know, I think they'll probably lose to whoever comes out of the AFC. Uh, and I think that could actually set Philly up as being sort of this generation's Buffalo Bills where, uh, you know, they, they make their way to the Super Bowl year after year after year and uh, can't quite get across the finish line. So that's uh, that's kind of a macro prediction for you guys as we are here on the uh, the eve of the playoffs. And, you know, you know, this is uh, it, it wouldn't be the worst, the saddest. I wouldn't be sad, I guess, to see the uh, Eagles uh, you know, lose <laughs> I, four straight Super Bowls. I wouldn't so. be sad, he says. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, the Vikings were that team of the 70s. The Bills were that team of the 90s. So I guess we skip a decade, a few decades forward if that were the case. Uh, Drew thinking it might be the Eagles. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking about what Drew said off the top of, like, we don't know anything. Like, it's December 26th, and we don't know. Like, what AFC team's getting there to beat the Eagles? I don't know what AFC well, team's doing. That's a great question. <laughs> Let's not try to be a prisoner of the moment. Do we remember another year that was this sort of vague this late? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the um, I mean, this is – there are, there are parallels for sure to um, the uh, – like the 2006 year, you know, when you had – Tom Brady was kind of the only accomplished guy with the Patriots, you know, the only accomplished quarterback, I guess, in the mix. And his Patriots team was just devoid of any talent at the wide receiver position. That's kind of your Mahomes sort of situation this year. And, you know, they, they, uh, uh, they ultimately lost, I believe, and they gave up the second half, uh, uh, you know, runaway to the Colts. The Colts then went on to the Super Bowl and beat the bears. Like that, it was a very, that was a very bizarre season where you had, uh, you know, kind of a fraudulent chargers team as your one seed go down to the Patriots. It, it, this, th there's definitely been years like that where there's just no super strong team. And, uh, uh, 2006 comes to mind for sure. Um, the Ravens Niners, uh, Super Bowl year comes to mind for sure. Um, 2012. And, and part of the, you know, yeah. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. And I, I, I guess just in general, like, you, you, you know, we're, we're living in the rearview mirror of, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, the time where you had guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the mix, you know, every single year. Um, and, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, you know, the, the guy, the, there are only like what four active quarterbacks right now who have won Super Bowls. One of them's Joe Flacco. One of them's Russell Wilson, right? Like, like there's Mahomes and there's kind of nobody else really Stafford. Mahomes, Flacco, and Russell Wilson are the only four quarterbacks that are playing this week that uh, have won Super Bowls before. So, you know, I think I think in general the inexperience and the fact that there's really no super teams, uh, you know, is, is making things interesting. Um, but uh, you know, I, I definitely don't have any read whatsoever on who wins the AFC. It's going to take some lucky bounces. Um, you know, your the Bills who are the six seed are probably as likely as the Chiefs who were the three seed, or as likely as the Dolphins and the, and the Ravens in the one and two right now. So, um, and you yeah, I mean, and you health, said Drew yeah, that if, down the stretch is going to matter a ton. Too. You said Drew that if the Ravens do get to the promised land, you probably won't be a part of it. Yeah, I have no Ravens. I'm exposed there, uh, and. Part of it is I, I kind of need to see <laughs> I kind of need to see uh, Lamar do it uh, in the playoffs in in kind of a high leverage situation. Um, yeah, I hope he does. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I, you know, I'm, I've enjoyed this run for the Ravens, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see it. But uh, uh, I guess the parallel for uh, the '90s Bills would be if the Ravens make it and beat the Eagles, uh, then uh, they they kind of finally get over the. Uh, the hump, the D, the DMV team gets over the hump the way the Redskins did against the Bills. That was the second Bills loss, right? It was to the Redskins. Yeah, uh, the second one. Yes, of the four yeah. Bills losses. Yeah, the last two to the Cowboys, first to the Giants. Yeah, who could forget, Drew? I was in the house that day, <laughs> by the way. Uh, okay, week week seventeen. Wow, can't believe it of the National Football League. What have you uh, bet so far, sir? Uh, so my, my entire prep is completely thrown up in the air, not just cause we had three games on Monday, but, uh, I've had, I missed a ton of, uh, the Christmas Eve games. So I got a lot of film to watch. I got a lot of injuries to catch up with and weirdly like six markets were down offshore for some reason. So uh, I don't even really know exactly what we're looking at for a couple of these games in terms of, uh, you know, a high liquidity entry on uh, sides. But, uh, I did bet into Panthers plus seven and Panthers money line plus two fifty. Uh, that's probably my favorite look of the week. The Jaguars situation right now is so dire. I cannot believe they're laying a touchdown 
Um, the <laughs> Kelly's injuries. off air shaking his head because he has Jaguars <laughs> division tickets. Yeah, I, I took oh a piece gosh. of the Panthers plus seven yesterday too. You I'm did. like hoping to middle, but like no. to Drew's yeah. point, like it, with, yeah, like seven points right now. What? What? Yeah. People are kind of locked in that the Panthers are just this train wreck of a team. And okay, uh, the Packers played like a 95th percentile game and won by three. Right, like this, this this Panthers team actually is coming to their own a bit, and uh, Bryce Young coming off of two pretty impressive games. His best game as a pro, uh, honestly, last week against the Packers, and now he gets to take on a fraudulent Jaguars defense. Trevor Lawrence, if you didn't catch, got hurt again. This time it's a shoulder sprain. Like, yep. okay, so now he's dealing with uh, basically every single possible ailment you can have across the human body, and he's going to try to gut it out and not just win a game against the you know Panthers team that's peaking and uh, and playing for you know just literally trying to build a winning culture, find a way to win games. Uh, and you know the Jaguars are going into this link. A touchdown is crazy to me. I think this should be more like three, uh, and I think uh, plus two fifty on the money line was maybe. Uh, uh, maybe a little too good to be true, but we'll see. Uh, uh, but yeah, plus seven, probably my favorite look for the Panthers. Other than that, uh, I'm, I'm into interested in some Colts. I'm interested in some Texans. I like the Texans mostly because the market seems like they're pricing some uncertainty about the availability of CJ Stroud. And I assume he's a hundred percent going, um, Texans, I think ought to be closer to six there. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe some of that uncertainty is also swirling around the Titans health situation, but I think the Texans bounce back big time this week. And I think the Colts can as well. Um, and, uh, that leaves uh, an interesting question about who wins the AFC South. Cause, uh, you know, I was all in on Jags preseason and I am pretty much all out on them right now. Uh, so I kind of would, uh, would like somebody to steal that one. And I would like the Texans Colts week 18 game to decide that one. Yeah. The, the thing with the Jags, Jags, Colts, Texans, all eight and seven, but the Jags have all the tiebreakers, all the tiebreakers yeah. in terms of a collective head to head. Um, so no matter what, if they finish ten and seven, nine and eight, or eight and nine, they win every tiebreaker, no matter what. And again, on paper, and I know you just took Carolina by the points, but in terms of like strength of schedule down the stretch, home Carolina at Tennessee is as easy as it gets um, in the National Football League. In fact, if I do the whole strength of schedule, they literally have the easiest remaining two games. By nothing's easy when you're the Jaguars. Nothing's easy when you're the Jaguars. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> You know, that that is those are the things in their favor. And yet it's still very much in doubt because if they can, let's yeah. put it that way with that on the table, if they can't do this, they don't deserve to do it. Right. I mean, it's just yeah, and actually I think if they finish eight and nine, they'll be out because Colts Texans play each other. So even if that ends up as a tie, uh, one of those two will be eight, eight and one. Right. Uh, so it's a. Uh, uh, there, there's a decent chance that uh, that the Jaguars loses, you know, lose a playoff spot, and I got a little bit of that at fourteen to one. So maybe yeah. I'm talking my book a bit here, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm, uh, oh, I I'm was, on high. Yeah, I'm just referring. Team I'm just referring to ties. If there was nobody ahead sure, of sure, them, sure. they win them all. Yeah, obviously, if they uh, sure. there's a scenario where they they finish not in first, and that would be the end of that. Um, Drew, appreciate it as always. Um, it is going to be fascinating. And that definitely, I mean, if nothing else, what that did yesterday was cloud it all even further. <laughs> and so no question. Uh, this should be this should be a fascinating not only end to the season, um, which we'll get into the playoff scenario a little later on the show, and yes, knows, but certainly the postseason might be as unpredictable as any we can imagine. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it as always, and uh, happy holidays to you, sir. 
Absolutely. Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy New Year's to the listeners. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. We'll come back with our NFL power rankings. On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. The crown is yours. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Circa Survivor marches on. Four entries left. In what started out at uh, with nine thousand two hundred and sixty-seven, all at a thousand dollars a pop, it's a nine point two six seven million dollar event contest, if you will, down to four, which means that the intrinsic value of each, if you chopped them up four ways, is two million three hundred sixteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, and we are lucky enough to have one of those gentlemen return to the show. One of the four remaining entrants. He goes by L. A. Joneser in terms of his handle. His name is Greg Jones. He joins us from L.A. right now. Greg, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going very well. I guess the question for you is, uh, how's it going for you? You, you good? You happy? You excited? It's, it's, it really hasn't changed at all because, like, nothing's set. So it's still, you know, the potential to walk away with zero is just it's like the same as week one. It's just, you know, all right. on, on the line now, I guess. Well, let's get to that here momentarily. Let me start with this past week, because I want to give you some credit here for something that you did. Um, there was 10 entries left, and you probably, I think, correctly assumed, as most people did, that most people would take the Denver Broncos, Denver who ends up losing to New England ultimately uh, in Sunday night football. You went with the Chicago Bears. Not only did you go with the Bears, who got the job done in their game, but you announced the pick on Twitter. I would imagine that there was some design to that, yes? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I wanted to be the only person on Chicago. Um, uh, I kind of have Sean to think for that because, thank for that because, uh, you know, he was clearly saying no chop, no chop, no chop, and I knew he was going to either be on Green Bay or Denver. So I definitely didn't want to be on one of those teams because there was all, you know, there's even extra value being away from whatever he would pick he was going to be on. Yeah, you're referring to Sean Perry, the poker player, who yeah. said uh, famously he wouldn't shop. He is now gone uh, out of the contest. He did have Denver. But I do think that that's a, just just sort of crystallizing what we were just talking about, you bring up the fact that, you know, it's one thing to play Chicago as a game theory kind of thing, knowing that most are going to get on Denver and trying to be the one. But by announcing it, what you were trying to do was dissuade anybody else who had that same idea of wanting to be on the Chicago Island. And you ended up, it was you and somebody else in the end. Maybe, they, maybe they're not on Twitter. Maybe they didn't see your tweet, whatever it was. But it ended up you and somebody else on Chicago. But that was what you were getting at, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so uh, I, think that's, I think it's brilliant, by the way. I think it's an interesting way of playing that. So I, I wanted to give you your props on that. So let's get back to what you said moments ago. So when there were... 13 left you were pro chop if i'm not mistaken it, it wasn't necessarily pro chop i wasn't going to be the only person who shut it down and i think like four or five people felt the same way they're like all right well if everybody else does it then let me know and, and we'll do it it never was like okay we have everybody 
Sean said no. Um, it's the and then once the stuff with him and the internet stuff came out about the, you know, the fantasy football stuff, then everybody was firmly like, we don't even want to talk about this as we long as uh, is still in the, you know, as, as long as he's still in play. So the idea that he controlled it the whole time and shut it down and was the only it's it was that's not true. Okay, now that there are four remaining, and again, two point three plus million dollars if you chopped them up four ways in terms of what the theoretical value is anyway. Obviously, different entries have different components remaining. Are you pro-chop or not? Um, I'm not I'm not pro-ending it. I don't think any, 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 under any circumstances I would say, okay, let's just all chop it up now and be done with it. I would be open to some kind of save situation if the other three guys want to do it again. I just want to be a man of my word and not shut down anything uh, that anybody else wants to do. So I, I, I'd be open to, to talking about that. A save but situation? I, Cl- clarify that for us. What do you mean a save like, situation? Uh, everyone takes a million and we play for the rest, or everybody takes a million and a half and we play for the rest somewhere that's equitable, you know, because some entries have a little bit better chance than other entries based on the teams they have. If we could figure some sort of formula out, like maybe use the unabated formula or something like that, I'd be open to a, a save situation, but I definitely want to play play it out. Okay, you do want, okay, so you would be open to that, which is what the final three did last year, which is they, I think they guaranteed themselves roughly a million each or something like that, and they played for the rest of it in the final two weeks. So you would be open to that. Am I hearing then that you believe that your entry does have a uh, advantage of some sort over the other three? Not just going, just going off the unabated, you know, they put the EV for each entry. And I think I was uh, second, a little bit above what, um, you know, and also you got to factor in, I live in California and we get slaughtered in taxes. So that's, uh, you know, that's something you have to consider too. The taxes are definitely interesting in this mix. So let me ask you this. So if they came, if the other three guys came to you, maybe it's girls, but the other three entrants came to you and said, all right, we, we appreciate that you want to do that, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to live through this anymore. We just want to chop. Would you be open to an equal chop? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I, you know, I'd have to talk to my wife, obviously, because she runs the show. But uh, okay. I, 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 think, I think everybody still wants to play a little bit, which is, uh, which is good. Um, you know, there's something about winning the nine million dollars and then having Derek have to put me on the gambling hall of fame wall if we got in the Guinness Book of World Records or something like that. But uh Yeah. Um no, I understand. I understand that. <laughs> I, I it's interesting to me because okay, so if you you said you probably wouldn't want an equal chop. I just want to play this out a little bit, though. It, you know, because one of the things that Sean Perry, the poker player, who you know, he was quoted as saying that when it was when it was ten and it was roughly a million each. I can't remember if it was thirteen or it was ten. I think it was ten, and it would have roughly been a million each. He was like, "I'll take two million, and everybody else can chop up the rest." I'd be open to that, and I, I don't have to be a walking unabated, right, or an embodiment of a model to know that no entry, no remaining entry, is worth that much more than the others. That would be more right. than two times at that point. It, it, would there be a number like what do you like? And, and I know you don't want to do this, but. To me, is there a number you would take that is incrementally above the 2.3 that you would be willing to chop right now? Um, it, yeah, yeah. If the guys wanted to do something like that where it's close to that, I think they all prefer to play a little. Um, I, uh, I think uh, a little over the 1.5 and play for whatever 3, three is, you know, 
is something I'd be into if they wanted to play for, you know, if they wanted just to end it, and I guess, and and figure that out too. I, you know, I, I listen to everything. I'm not going to be the guy to okay to kill everything, but but I definitely want to keep playing. Yeah, because because one of the things that struck me about Sean and for all the brash tone and all that was if he had said instead of two million, if he had said when it was all worth a million, if he had said, oh, you know, give me one point four and one point three, and the rest of you can chop up the rest. I think everybody else would have thought of him differently, and I think he would have come out sounding like a pretty good negotiator, right? And it would have been like, oh, that was pretty smart of him, and then he's not such a bad guy. But it was the notion that he he thought his was so much more, you know, um, valuable than everybody else's. But it's interesting that, okay, so you're open to all outcomes. Yeah, me, I don't I don't feel that way, and I'm not asking for anything even close to remotely okay. uh, more than anybody. Okay. else. But you, uh, you, yeah. you prefer to uh, come to an agreement and play for the rest, like they did last right. year. Um, yeah. Okay, you mentioned taxes. Now, Greg, you, you tell me if I'm overstepping. You're way closer to the finish than I was even from the start, right? So, I mean, I, I can't give you advice on, on Survivor. But in terms of the money itself, um, and you mentioned taxes, has part of this calculated, this is just sort of my spider senses tingling on this, and you tell me if I'm off base, is part of this calculus for you that you have hedged in a manner thus far that when you, when you let's just take 2.3, the four-way chop, and the even four-way chop, let's say 2.3 as a start, that whatever you've hedged so far plus the taxes, that that doesn't become nearly as fun of an outcome for you now as if you could get the majority of that 9.2 and then you could sort of feel good about your hedges and the taxes. Is it, is it that simple? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, I have 30% out about 30% out and then taxes is going to be another almost 40%. So, you know, I mean, I hope my wife's not listening, but if you're talking about breaking down a million dollars and it ends up like 350,000, that's, you know what I mean? I'd like to, you know, make it end up something a little bit more than that. Boy. This sounds more stressful than the contest itself. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I, I do. I think I do. If I'm putting the numbers in my head together, I, I do. Uh, and so that, that begs the question at the end, and we only have 45 seconds left. After all of this, no matter the outcome now, win, lose, how much you win, do you think you'd want to play this again now that you've sort oh, of— Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. I hope I'm coming back to defend. That's— uh, Okay. You know— yeah, because I wonder just just living through you and and living with the stress of it. I think if I did it once, I'd almost be like, I don't want, to, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Listen, Greg, appreciate it so much. We wish you luck. Uh, we're gonna wish Circus Master Indiana Jet and Jacks Jags luck yeah. as well. But uh, you've been kind enough to come on the show and uh, Mazel Tov, man. May it all work out to your to your satisfaction. All right, guys. Hopefully we're talking again one more time. I hope so. <laughs> Greg Jones, everybody, one of the four remaining Circa Survivor entrants, playing for a $9.267 million pot. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Phil Weiss is going to fade Pete Futek. Uh, he's going to put, uh, he's, he's on Washington, not Texas, in the National Invitational Semifinals. Scott, New York Mets 16. Gil, wasn't there an ESPN voter who called slash texted another voter about what they were leaning to vote? I do not remember the sport. I don't remember that, but maybe so. And uh, Scott goes on to ask, didn't L.A. Joneser, Greg Jones from our last segment, sell off part of his entry for collateral for hedging purposes? This would make his chop decision a little more difficult. Um, first of all, I thought, first of all, thank you to Greg Jones for coming mm -hmm. on the show again. Greg, famously, the, the gentleman who made the mistake on Thanksgiving, thought he was picking Detroit, only to find out from his proxy a few days later, hey, what are you picking next? He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Green Bay. 
so he is here. His mom had passed away. Um, who knows, again, if you're spiritual, if she's pulling the strings yeah. from, from another world. Just a wild story. That, that was the, the misclick was when he was in town, right? Correct. And he was doing it himself for the only week he was doing that it is, himself. That is my understanding. That yes. is, it is wild. That uh, is wild. And so, and so now we're down to four. And he says that he is open to a chop and then playing for the rest, like they did last year. And that sounds reasonable. But, you know, it's amazing. you got to live through this every week. So once, once you now secure money, that would be, he'd be open to it. He doesn't want to be the guy who says no to that. But I think the more interesting part, for those of us who dream of being in his situation one day, is that once you get to this point, the financial, the, the financial aspect of this could be more stressful than the actual game you choose oh, and sure, team you yeah. choose. And if you don't manage it, if, if it gets away from you, if you hedge too early, if you... And yes, what, what, Scott, what New York Mets said is correct. He did sell off the perfect hedge, as Joe Peter said. The perfect hedge is when you sell off portion of your portion of your entry and then you use those to hedge. But even in doing so, right, while you're losing equity in your in your entry from selling off parts of it, you're using that to hedge. And if you lose enough of your hedges for too much money, and then you have taxes, and I'm not saying this is Greg's situation. I'm just in my head, my spider senses the, are tingling. The taxes are right? brutal. So, oh. so if you, and again, I'll just say it again. If you have, if 2.3, let's just see, break them out evenly. If 2.3 million is what the intrinsic value is right now, if they were all equal, let's say you hedge it. I have no idea what he's hedged, but let's say it's a few hundred thousand dollars, right? And then you've got California taxes. You've come to the final four of this $9.267 million contest, and you will end up with less than a million dollars. Does your brain do funny things and toggle into an area where you're like, well, that's just not enough? And maybe, by the way, maybe it's, and maybe it's because the hedging thing got away from you, or... Maybe you just didn't anticipate this, and then your brain gets to, well, now I've got to win most of the 9.267 to make this really feel like it was a win. I don't know. It's just fascinating to live through these guys. Yeah. I mean, no, you said it. I mean, it's fascinating to live through them because we're not in that situation. I would hope to be one day. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's – but it's part of the reason, too, of – it's part of the reason why we had Joe Pete on, right? And we talked to yeah. him. It is it is interesting to know how ex- it's easy to say, "Oh, hey, I would hedge, I would hedge here, or I would chop at this point, or whatever," right? But it's really. So when did we have Joe on for the first time talking about the hedging strategy? Two weeks ago, starting. Two oh, weeks I've had ago? him on for years. Talking no, about I know, but like yeah. th- this year, right? Yeah. That was kind of like two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago we started that. Yeah. So you're planning out what five weeks worth of the contest, right? And it really is long-term planning of exactly what you would need to do week to week, I, I really, and that's just to handle your own. I really meant what I asked at the end. Like, would you do this again? Like, I'm serious. Like, some for some people, it might be too stressful. And we don't know. Like, one of these guys who's, who's remaining might just be like, I just want this to end. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I was dying on, the, uh, dying on the inside when he was just bringing up the tax dollar amount. So, yeah, I, I, my, my instant reaction would be, yeah, I'm playing again. I'll be playing again either living in Nevada, Florida, Montana, you know, go you, on and on. You know on. who doesn't have to worry about these financial matters? This guy right here. 
Christmas miracle parlay. <laughs> this is incredible. Some dude put $5 down on this 14-leg parlay of touchdowns. Payout from that $5, $489,383. He needed all of these guys to get a touchdown this week in the NFL, and he had the biggest favorite as the last one, Christian McCaffrey. How many times have you had a parlay, Kelly, in your life where all you needed was the biggest favorite on the, of them to get home, and it yeah, doesn't get that's home? That's right. McCaffrey gets home, and he wins nearly a half oh, a million. You know million. what? I would love to actually know that number. Of, like, I would love to know oh. the number in my lifetime of where that has happened. You know, what, I, I wonder if he was racing to find a... There, there, you know, like circa, we get some nice yes/no options on things sometimes. Yeah. Like I don't know how many books out east are doing yes/no options. You'd be ra- you would be racing to find that. And no, a dude like this, yesterday. do you think a dude who's making a five dollar bet on this thinks about stuff like that? I don't know. Probably you know, not. You know, my re- point. You know, Probably my re- not. My reaction to this is, if I win this, like, and he had to have a moment afterwards. He was like, "Why didn't I bet 10? I, this is yeah, I why mean, did I, why did I only bet five? Sure, but we all we all think that no matter what the bet, right? Ten, bets. five more dollars, <laughs> and I mean dollars literally. <laughs> but this, this this goes back to the this goes back to the Darrell thing, right? Yeah. Like this, like like you said, he doesn't he ain't thinking. This guy's probably not thinking not. about heads. And he's not. a five dollar bet. He doesn't yeah. care if he wins or loses. Darrell taking all that incoming at Bet Bash, and I'm like, no, he's right. He's right. Yeah. These guys don't care about what we have he to say. He doesn't, he wasn't going to care if he lost the $5, but he might have cared if he lost the 10 That's the problem, Kill. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't like, really know. Bless, I lost 10 bucks on this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe. It uh, is, it's what just, was the longest shot on there? The plus 235 on yeah, Chris, Chris Rodriguez, Rodriguez Jr. of the yeah. skids, baby. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, did you have anything else to say about the yes-no playoffs? Because I just mentioned that thing about the Steelers. By the way, I just want to say this. I did not bet that Steelers thing, plus 475. Kelly's right. The number is not nearly the bang for your buck that you want. I just brought it up because of the, the quirk that the Ravens might not have anything to play for in Week 18. Was there a, was there another yes-no that you liked in that? You know, you know I think right now, I, I don't know that I'd be venturing to make any bets there. I mean, especially the one There's that's tricky. so many teams alive still. There really is. And yeah. the, one, the one that's tricky with the AFC, at least, least right like I'd be I think I've said this the past couple couple times we've talked about I'd still be leaning no on the Colts but we don't have a Texans price up currently uh because of Stroud and I think Drew kind of Drew kind of hint uh talked about that when he was on of of kind of liking you know kind of assuming that Stroud's going to be back this week which I think is a fair assumption we don't know we don't know know. Indianapolis has two home games to close it out home Raiders home Texans yeah um but you know, if Stroud's back at that by that point, you know you're talking about that. I would like to see a price on them first. Um, the AFC is so jumbled; like you can't. There's not much there. We talked about the Bills a couple weeks ago, liking that one. Um, and the NFC, I, th- I don't. I think the NFC is probably set. I don't know that that's changing. Yeah, except for it could wildly in like the NFC South, right? I don't know. It, it's just. Yeah, except for that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even a team like the Rams, which looks like they're sitting pretty right now, all they have to do is lay one egg, and then that changes dramatically. So it's, it's two weeks out, we're still so unclear on a lot. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm kind of confident in the, in the Rams. I am too. They, I, they I are a too. team. I don't like you want to face right now. Uh, that offense is. Easiest remaining schedule of all the playoff teams, Jacksonville, as we talked about earlier, home Carolina at Tennessee. They win all tiebreakers in the AFC South. Uh, the most difficult schedule of the playoff teams 
uh, that are vying is Pittsburgh, but I mentioned that Baltimore might not have anything to play for, so that goes by the wayside. Cincinnati is the other team that's really behind the eight ball. they yeah. got to play the Browns and the Chiefs the rest of the way home. So, yeah, I'm not racing to bet that market. I will tell you what I have already bet for Week 17, if you missed Guessing Lines yesterday. And by the way, Christmas morning, you didn't have anything better to do than tune in and listen to Guessing Lines? We were at Circa, for God's sakes. Um, playing. Here's what I bet so far. I feel like we got a lot more interaction yesterday on the show, by the way, than we have today. Oh, people are done. <laughs> people are done. Uh, I already have the Seahawks minus three hosting the Steelers, so that's why I didn't race to bet the Steelers, because I can't get there with the Steelers this week. I bought that down from three and a half, by the way, to bet the Seahawks at minus three. I thought the most glaring line yesterday was Buccaneers were minus three hosting the Saints. I took the Bucks. I took the Cardinals plus the 11 against the Eagles. I think that's way too many points. And I did take the Ravens this morning, hosting the Dolphins. I did yeah. not get three, by the way. I got four. I oh, oh, I okay. took the four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on Ravens three, but that we talked about that's moved. Um, I did take some of the Panthers plus seven. I hope the Jags win. I hope I lose that bet. Uh, but like having the seven, there's a middle opportunity there for me, too. Seahawks three. We talked about that. And then I did lay six and a half with the Browns. All right. Thank you to all our guests, Greg Jones included. We've done all we can do. Best bets is next. Right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 